we've been going to farmer's market every weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that must go pretty much year round where you're at, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We just started though, like a month or so ago before we would just go to like the grocery stores and get organic stuff. But now we're hitting the market, seeking out the farmers firsthand. (laughs) Do they have like organic labels at the farmer's market? No, a lot of them don't have labels at all. They just set their stuff out, but like they have banners that say that their farm is organic, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure if, uh, like they'd have like a sign or a banner, like you said. That's interesting. No. Yeah. But the real question is, Zach, is USADA organic even reliable? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Welcome gonna... back to Poison for Profit. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Zach. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Is USADA organic? Is it even reliable? Can we trust it? What's going on? What does that's it even the, mean? That's the label that's on the grocery on the grocery store items. Yep, some that of says them. USDA organic. Yeah, it's okay. the it's the little green one. It's not it. It's, I've I don't know about you, but I've seen some products that are just like they'll just say organic, and I'm like, but that's yeah. not a real certification, right? But yeah, this is the one that it says US USDA organic. It's the it's like a little green label. Um, it's like a little stamp kind of yep yep so this is a certification that a whole slew of you know farmers producers can go ahead and get for their product be it you know food or fabrics uh even your you know your meats anything like that you can get certified as usda organic um yeah but i mean i guess just quick zach do you buy USDA organic when you can pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. There's an option. That's what I take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you. I do the same. Um, so not bashing at all here, but I, I always went for it, but I had no idea really what it meant. You know, like Mm -hmm. I knew it was, a the better labeling. So I don't know. Did, did you ever, did you ever look into it when you would buy it or just kind of trusted it? So, yeah, from what I understand, it basically means it's free of uh, certain synthetic pesticides, synthetic inputs, chemicals, fertilizers, I think, maybe also. Yep. Um, But it doesn't necessarily um, have anything to do with, like, genetically engineered foods or, or, yeah, gene-edited foods, anything like that. That's, sure? uh, that's pretty I, much I the thought, extent. I thought it did. I thought it did kind of cover GMO as well. Or at least what, that's what I thought I had found. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. But so, yeah, the USDA organic label, I kind of thought the same thing. It's, uh, you know, it, they're not using at least as many pesticides. I kind of knew that. I mean, you. I hear a lot of the counter argument. I'm sure you do too, Zach. Just kind of being in this space where it's everyone's like, yeah, but they can still use pesticides. Um, you know, it. It's like, yeah, but they're under a pretty rigorous testing. I would at least hope. Right, they're that, supposed to be. That's how I yeah, thought. and there's supposed to be a list of pesticides. You know, you're not allowed to use at all. Right. 
Yep, exactly. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But I thought this is a pretty important topic to bring up just because total organic sales, uh, including organic non-food products, reached a record $67 billion recently. So I think this is a pretty uh, timely topic and kind of like what we were saying, we're both buying these products. I think it's, you know, not only good to know what we're purchasing, but also make sure that it is actually (laughs) kind of like uh, the biodegradable stuff we talked about earlier. Make sure it's actually what it says it is. But just to reel it way, way back in 1990, the Organic Foods Production Act was passed by Congress, which was the first piece of legislation that uh, authorized production of federal standards for organic production. So this is where this USDA organic label really stemmed from and where it uh, came from. So from there, that took them about 10 years in the early 2000s. Uh, the NOP, which is the National Organic uh, Production, and then they had created the National Organic Standards Board were established uh, to determine the organic standards and review them biannually with input from farmers, business owners, producers, and consumers. And then in 2002, the USDA released the, the first national standards for organic production. I don't know about you, but I thought, I was like, wow, that's like that's way relatively- sooner than I thought they had done it. I guess personally, <laughs> more recent than you thought. <laughs> yeah, you thought it had been around longer. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, me too. So yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to me, uh, especially. I feel like the word organic's been really thrown around a lot forever. <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean, there's a, just a a huge. I don't even want to call it a divide because it's it's like people with um, very strong interests in certain ways and uh in other ways you know or the i guess the other side is more concerned more more out of concern right for for health and safety (laughs) definitely yeah i i always feel like the argument is one of those where it's like no it doesn't matter if you eat all that stuff and then the other side is like well it does like we have proven it does for the like these ones and now we're just being you know out of the abundance of caution, <laughs> actually right. checking in on a lot of these things. But yeah, so want to start off then. What is the process of getting a product organic certified by the USDA? So basically any product uh, that's so crop, livestock, processed or wild harvested plant product. There's a few key items that they have to. These are like the criteria that they can even be considered for organic. So has it has to have been grown on land free of prohibited substance, substances for at least three years, has not been uh, grown with sewage sludge, which I would hope nothing that we're eating is being grown with sewage, sewage sludge. Yeah, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt when I was reading through the list, but we will get to that. <laughs> Uh, and has been uh, grown without genetically engineered seeds. They specifically call out, uh, is livestock raised without antibiotics or hormones? 
is from a farmer or food producer selling more than $5,000 in, in organic products annually and has been subjected to regular compliance inspections. So that's ensuring that they're in compliance with the USDA certification. It's a pretty, you know, rigorous criteria, I would say, like Zach and I have been talking about. There's a whole list of what is allowed and what isn't allowed laid out so that it it's almost like pretty black and white what the farmers are allowed to do. I think this so they have the evaluation criteria. It's for allowed and prohibited substances, methods and ingredients. So it kind of hits everything that could you know, potentially touch your product that you're either consuming or wearing, be if it's uh, fabric or something along those lines. Right. Yeah. I thought this would be kind of fun, Zach, as a guessing game for you. Oh, buddy, I love games. <laughs> so you're going to have to tell me if this is an allowed or prohibited use of this okay. item. Okay. So you're going to tell me the use of it. Yep. Are these items that I'm going to be aware of or are these like? I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think you got it. Okay. All right. So as an algicide disinfectant and sanitizer, uh, including their irrigation systems and cleaning systems, do you think that ethanol is approved or prohibited? Ooh. You know, I these are, I feel like a lot of these are going to be tricks. I think that <laughs> ethanol is prohibited. For that use, it is allowed. It is allowed. Yep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's made with corn, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. So it's used to clean. Uh, yeah. So like irrigation systems. Irrigation. They can use it in their irrigation systems. Um I think just, and as that algicide, so like to get rid of algae and, you know, yeah. like probably water tanks or something along those lines. Right. All right, Zach, here's your next one. You have to guess if this is prohibited or allowed for use in organic pro crop production. Okay. Ash from manure burning. Ash from manure burning. Yep. Ooh. I think that one is allowed. <laughs> it is not allowed. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, okay, is there a reason for that? Uh, it doesn't list it. I would assume that they have uh, probably more reasons behind a lot of yeah. these. Uh, probably laid out somewhere. I'm not looking. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's interesting because. If it's ash, you would think it it wouldn't have like the E. coli and all the nasty stuff. Yeah, I tried but to pick knows? ones that I thought would trip you up a little yeah. bit. So thanks, thanks for that. Look at, I look <laughs> Make you look on my dumb. own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, as an insecticide, so including uh, mite control, uh, so you know anything to get rid of a bug or insect. Is okay. it allowed to use sticky traps or sticky barriers? So, you know, like the one that the mouse runs on and gets stuck yeah. to? What do you think? Allowed think or it, not allowed? I think allowed. Ooh, he's one for three. He's on there the board. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is an allowed one. I'm gonna give you one more. That was a, that was a gimme. He, <laughs> that, that was the easiest one. <laughs> I felt bad. I didn't yeah. want you to to feel uh, quit the quit the pod. <laughs> quit the podcast on me. Yeah. yeah. See, these ones are all just gonna trip you up because <laughs> they're they're allowed synthetics. I'm not gonna do that to you. Ooh. This is your last one, Zach. Okay. For non-organically produced agriculture products, is it allowed or prohibited for these to be ingredients in these processed products labeled as organic? Ready? I'm going to give you Wait, two. Wait, so they are organic products. Wait, uh, you said- so this is a labeled as organic. Is it allowed or not allowed for these products to be inside of okay. this processed product? Okay. Casings from processed intestines. Um, not allowed. It is allowed. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, yeah, but it's a pretty interesting list. Uh, it's kind of interesting, kind of peek through it, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I, I thought this would be kind of interesting because, like, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't sure personally what is and what isn't allowed. Uh, so I highly recommend people look at this. It's available on uh, USDA's website. That ha- It's called the National List of Allowed and Prohibited Substances. It's pretty interesting to go through and just kind of peek at some of the stuff that is and isn't allowed. And it really kind of, I don't know. Some of the stuff I look at and I'm like, I feel like that maybe shouldn't be allowed. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like there's synthetic materials on that list, right? So that kind of like makes you. Yeah, there are some a synthetic, synthetic substances that are allowed. So like, let's see, let me find one for you. So this one is allowed is like is a topical treatment for external parasite like parasitide so if i think like livestock or something has a parasite you can use okay, I see. Uh, like copper sulfate elemental sulfur formic acid iodine lidocaine so i mean there's a, a whole slew of stuff that mm-hmm. is allowed or is not allowed um but yeah it's pretty interesting to poke through i'd say anyone that is interested in you know purchasing USDA organic certified products should probably just peek through it. And then if anyone actually does do that, this process is, um, like I said, it's evaluated every two years and any person can petition the national organic standards board for having, for the purpose of having a substance evaluated by the board for, um, either recommend recommended to be added or deleted from the list so i thought that was pretty cool that just anyone like let's say i don't know we see all of a sudden that casings or i don't know that ethanol is bad to use as a disinfectant or whatever right right? uh you could petition for it to actually get put on the prohibited list or if there's some new chemical that we discover and decide or realizes in a lot of our food cough cough pfas <laughs> mm-hmm. uh that could also be something that could be looked into being added yeah so 
yeah go ahead good luck to <laughs> good luck to anybody <laughs> trying to get something added to the list <laughs> uh, absolutely yeah i mean it's cool that i guess you they allow you to petition right? right but i don't know i don't have a whole lot of faith in the usda <laughs> Zach, I have a feeling you, you you don't have a lot of faith in most of our federal uh, <laughs> bodies. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what am I going to do about it, though? <laughs> Petition them? Petition them, and then it uh, goes into the comment section that looks a lot like a trash can. Yeah. I'm just going to podcast about it. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, yeah, but moving forward, of course, all this sounds great, right? Uh, You can't have all these terrible things in your organic products or these products are allowed. But like, what is the actual follow up? I think that's something that we talk about a lot. The follow up just isn't there for these these labels. No one's actually checking on them. However, USDA is requiring each label has to be renewed each year and that they the National Organic production they they have a staff of over 70 that handles all of the complaints that come in each year so i thought that was pretty cool and they actually have an online complaint complaint portal that allows for uh, anonymous reporting so like i guess that'd be the person that's you know the farm hand or something like that working on a farm seeing this guy's you know crop get sprayed with roundup daily and then he's certifying it as USDA organic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I is think that's any, a. Go ahead. Is there any testing requirements that it talks about? Like, like yeah, so, market. Yep. So the they actually do that through third party certifiers. There's about seventy six of them that are accredited. Uh, so they have to get you know certified themselves through USDA to ensure that they are looking for the correct things check a whole slew of things from soil fertility storage systems pest management methods uh, fertilizer and pesticide res- uh, residues as well can be done they do do that for five percent of the products that they certify each year which i thought was pretty pretty low personally yeah um but i i at least uh think it's good that they are testing some of these products for you know these fertilizer and pesticide residues with you know how we talked about the dirty dozen and i can't remember what the other one was the fantastic 15 or something like that something like clean 15 or something clean yeah. 15 yeah so yeah they actually have to do quite a bit I think to recertify themselves and, you know, keep up with this certification. Uh, Some of the things they have to do for this certification is develop an organic system plan, which details how the operation is going to comply with these standards. They must implement the plan. Of course, no point in having someone make a plan if you're not going to make them implement it. And then it is reviewed by a certified agent Uh, and then they undergo an inspection. So, like I said, one of these third parties goes in, visits the farm, personally assesses operations for its compliance, and that happens annually. And then that certifying agent reviews the inspection report, so check those results of the inspection, compare it to that organic system plan they came up with in the first place, and then they receive 
a decision from the certifier if it is in compliance with the standards, the farm or producer then receives that organic certificate and then they do that each year. So I don't know. I thought that the fact that they have to do this yearly is pretty, I mean, you're having someone come out to your farm or, per, you know, process each year to ensure, you know, that we're right. still, these are what we're, this is what we're doing. These are all of our pesticides, whatever, whatever you have. Do I think it could be more? Of course. I mean, they could know when that, uh, you know, know when that person's coming, hide all the ddt and (laughs) crazy chemicals they're spraying yeah i do wonder i wonder if it's an announced visit or if it's surprise surprise let's see what you got yeah i don't i didn't see that in my research but i i would hope it'd be surprise you know right like (laughs) yeah i guess i i don't know if third party would really be allowed to do that because i know like for iso 14001 we've talked about that a little bit like Mm -hmm. You, you get it scheduled well in advance um, for recertification or anything like that. And that's every gotcha. three years. But yeah, really like the only people who are allowed to make unannounced inspections like that would be government agencies. So like, I guess USDA could if they had a department for that, but I don't know if they do, if they're certifying everything by third party. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. It would be interesting. I I would assume that maybe for some of the bigger operations, USDA would send out their own agents, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad to hear it's at least a little bit better than ISO 14001. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I can't say that. I don't don't know how you (laughs) say it so smoothly, Zach. (laughs) ISO 14001. I have to like really think about it. Anyways, but like we were talking about, of course, this is once a year. They could be doing anything in the meantime, and this has happened. So one of the largest organic food fraud cases concluded in August of 2019 against a Randy Constant was his name. He was accused of passing off at least $142 million in conventionally grown grain as organic so he was (laughs) pretty uh you know he was he was just really going for it that's a lot Uh, of grain yeah uh but yeah he actually was sentenced to 10 years in prison for this wow i mean that's like that's pretty heavy that's a that's a deterrent, uh, deterrent level so. sentencing. Yeah, yeah. I was actually pretty, uh, you know, pretty surprised that it was that much, and not yeah. just a fine as well. You know, like oh, yeah. you lo- get a fine or you know something like yeah. that. Well, I wonder if he was affiliated with any commercial growers or anything, because maybe he couldn't get the best lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of actually might maybe a new a future episode. I kind of want to get into this whole scheme that this guy was running because it seems pretty interesting, but I didn't have enough time to actually read it all. Uh, but it talks, I mean, there's a whole article on how he completely exploited this label to make, you know, even more money because if it's conventional grain, sure, you can sell it for a pretty good rate. But if it has that USDA organic, that really bumps it up 
right. in price. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Randy thought this was a pretty hefty punishment as well. I think uh, <laughs> it really was. He's probably seeing all the consequences of his actions, and he ended up committing suicide just days later after his sentencing. So. Yeah, I mean, kind of really destroy your reputation to right to, to uh, yeah be you know caught in a in a fraud case that big. Yeah, and maybe uh, like I said, we'll look into this more and maybe have a whole episode on it. I think it'd be kind of interesting. Almost like from what I've read so far, it almost sounds like a movie. Maybe yeah, we can look movie, into that in the future. Movie ideas. <laughs> so Zach bad. and I produce a movie. Uh, moving on, though, from the, you know, as as we've kind of talked, there, uh, there were some vulnerabilities, but through this case, I think the USDA has really, obviously, f- these vulnerabilities were exposed to them, so they were able to close these loopholes down, and really, I think that helps me trust this label more to hear that they are actually going after the people that are committing this fraud. Uh, and there's other cases as well. There's a case in Costa Rica for some falsely claimed organic pineapples. Uh, so there, it's not just this one case. There's multiple uh, occurrences that the USDA is actually ensuring that this certification is being upheld. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely encouraging to see that they, that that case of fraud was taken seriously, obviously. So uh, like we talked about a little before, we don't have a whole lot of faith in federal government uh, (laughs) agencies, but I mean, it's good to see them trying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, is the more of us that do speak up and push for things like this, I think that these labels will get better. And I think these, Hopefully, these government agencies will get better as well. Uh, I'm the optimist, I guess. Yeah. And then, Zach, I wanted a little bit of your participation again in this. What are some criticisms? (laughs) No, no, no fooling you this time. Okay, okay. I won't make you walk out of the podcast again. But have you heard some of the criticisms that come for the USDA organic certification? I'll, I'll start. Uh, I, I would say that I've heard it's not stringent enough. I've also, I guess I would throw out there that the, that no pesticides should be allowed. Yeah, that's one that I've heard, um, mm-hmm. that it should be a, a totally a natural growing process. Right. Yeah. I think there has been quite a lot of people thinking that this label should be a little bit stricter, you know, really get in to the nitty gritty that is farming. I mean, it makes sense to me too, because this is what we're eating. Uh, you know, if it's your your cereal, you you want it to be healthy for that kid that you're giving it to. So I think that pushing for more stringent certification criteria out of the government agency is a very, uh, you know, just cause. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's normal, right? I mean, that's part of like basically what people claim like the country is founded on is like a more perfect union right like this is getting corny we can cut this part (laughs) uh but but yeah it's all about like as we get more knowledge adjusting making things uh, more stringent changing what's allowed things like that yeah right yeah and so with that of course 
I don't know about you, Zach. I've seen a couple other organic labels through my research. Um, so these labels are pushing to have higher standards than the USDA organic label does. Um, so maybe that'll be in a future episode on some of those. Um, one of them being the Real Organic Project. They have these higher standards uh, in regard to soil health and animal welfare, which I think is something that I personally care about a lot when I think about the products I'm buying. I think, uh, you know, I think a lot about eggs and I think a lot about, you know, those chickens that are crammed into, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 15 chickens in a two by two cage. Like I yeah. just feel bad eating those eggs. So I can definitely see uh, where this real organic project is going and they're actually kind of working to create an add-on label to the USDA organic. So I thought that was kind of a cool system that you know you can get this base label and then maybe some additional labels as well that they're providing and there's actually another one that is just like that they already have it out it is the regenerative organic certified so uh this is one of the things zach and i talk about i feel like almost po every podcast we talk about farming is regenerative agriculture. So this is a label that requires the farms to already be USDA certified organic, and then you can get the regenerative organic certified. So just have to be doing regenerative agriculture to get this label. So something I'm going to be looking out for as I go through the grocery store, because yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. And that's a good point that not everything that's organic is regenerative agriculture grown, right? So right. Uh, that's pretty cool that they got their own label for it. Yeah. And I think things like this where it's, you know, they're just trying to make the labels stricter through their own pushes. I think maybe that this, that this will just get absorbed by the USDA and yeah, added onto the label or into their system as is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important to put that pressure and I think it really, that, these products probably more reflect what people think organic is than what the organic label actually is. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would say that's how I think too. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I would definitely yeah, I mean, buy that regenerative label if I see it. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Something to look for though, I guess. You said the Absolutely. regenerative one is already out in stores. Uh, it, yeah, it should be. So I was actually okay. going to poke through their website uh, later tonight and just see if I can find some products that they have already have labeled. But that's really going to wrap. I'm just going to wrap us up here on the USDA organic label. Kind of going to wrap back to the beginning question I asked. And is the USDA organic label trustworthy or reliable? I would say yes. Uh, I think that, of course, it's had its problems. It's had its fraud. Could there be more stringent? Absolutely. But I think that this is a pretty dang good certification compared to some others. Uh, I think to me, something that stands out is that it's a recertification every year rather than others that probably don't even have you recertify. And the fact that this is run through the government does kind of, I mean, Zach might disagree, but I do, it gives me a little bit more trust in that it is upheld by a government agency. 
Yeah. No, I mean, like, listen, I'm not like totally anti. I'm not an anarchist. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am not. That's just um, agencies like the USDA aren't as prone to public pressure as I think other agencies may be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's like as far as my critique really goes, I think um, the the organic label and certifying system like you just went through, I think that's re- it's really good. And, you know, I'm I would agree with you like that. This is a this is a good certification it's uh it's accurate that you know it's it's got healthier growing processes and and processing practices with it yeah absolutely i think a big thing too for me with it is that allowed and prohibited list because to me that doesn't leave a gray area where farmers can be like i'm just gonna use this it's not on the list a lot but right in my mind if it's not on the list, either allowed or prohibited, then it needs to be added for them to actually use it. Right. Yeah. That that's that's the good thing about having an allow a list of allowed chemicals, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what they have, right? Yep. They, and then they have ones that are strictly prohibited. Exactly. Yeah, but if it's not on the allowed list, then it's not being used, which is good. Thank you, Nick. This is uh, this is good because, I mean, we talk about agriculture a lot. We talk about agriculture a lot, but we don't really talk about labeling that much. And we, I mean, we talked to labeling about labeling a little bit when we talked about uh, the the Merchants of Poison report, right? But yep. talking about like how the process of labeling is... Um, is conducted it's pretty eye-opening so thank you for bringing this our socials are linked in the show notes follow us on all i guess we got two right twitter and instagram (laughs) uh send us a message we love getting messages about whatever you guys see online for us to talk about absolutely Um, next week we won't be recording so we won't have anything covered for next week uh, week but we will still release an episode so look for that anything else nick yeah i was just gonna close up with if anyone's interested in the organic regulations you can just go to the usda.gov that's where they have all the organic regulations we talked about tonight if you're interested in looking through some of those and then this is a little bit of a funnier thing you remember what i said earlier uh usada Yep. That's actually <laughs> That's the US anti doping agency. <laughs> it's got an extra A in there, but that was stuck in my head because of the UFC. They always talk about USADA. Oh, you're <laughs> the blood sport, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's so, so anyways, funny. everyone that was hearing that earlier in the episode, if you've made it this far. I know I'm wrong. You don't need to call me out in the comments. <laughs> but uh, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments, put them in our Twitter, Instagram. That'd be awesome to hear. Talk to you next time. <laughs>